Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland town, everyone. Under construction since 1868. See our river that catches on fire. It's so polluted that all our fish have AIDS. We see the sun almost three times a year. Come and look at both of our buildings. Buy some food that's prepared near the street. Flats look like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. Don't slow down in East Cleveland or you'll die. Our economy's based on LeBron James. Buy a house for the price of a VCR. Watch the poor people all wait for buses. Who the fuck still uses a payphone? Here's the place where there used to be industry. This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. Our main export is crippling depression. Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. He's the guy who invented Cleveland. Yeah! We're not Detroit! Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the very special edition of the film room. We're back in the Lost Tapes. Yeah. I must say, I really like doing these Lost Tapes episodes. They're the most fun. They're fun because they let us get very specific in our focus. By the nature of them, we have to only focus on one film. We're going into a legendary one today. There's no getting around it. This one is, it's listed always among the all-time worst, and uh, I have, we have a lot to say about it. Um, we're, we're going into Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck! A movie so legendary that it sank the career of the studio head that uh, was working there. He lost his job. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. A movie that put George Lucas in such deep debt that his uh, friend uh, Steve Jobs bought his computer animation division off of uh, Lucas's hands at more than it was even valued at. And uh, that was a decision that Jobs came to in no way whatsoever regret. That became Pixar, people. So, yeah, Howard the Duck uh, inadvertently gave us Pixar. So not all bad. Yeah, good things can come out. I wonder about why we're doing this. It's not just because it's a legendary bad film, although that probably would have put it on our radar anyway. I want to do this because of one simple reason. I love Howard the Duck in the comics. I'm a massive Howard the Duck fan. Yeah, and you, you just got me into the comics, too. I was lucky enough to discover Howard through the comics rather than the movie. In uh, about 2006, it was, I got my hands on a used copy of the uh, Essential Howard the Duck, which is the first 26 issues or so of the uh, Steve Gerber, uh, mostly Gene Cullen penciled run. I found it nothing short of brilliant. I thought, wow, this is funny, this is clever, it lived up to its reputation, the art was incredible. It's really something to discover. For that very reason... I held off on watching the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you there. It, because I love the character so much, I, I sought out subsequent appearances, which I'll get more into in the after chat. So was this was this the first time you had actually seen the movie? Yes, this was my first time to actually watch the movie in full. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I had seen the uh, Nostalgia Critic review of it before. As had I, of course, and I didn't even go back to it for this. Um, I like, I like to keep my head clear. This, as I said, for me, I just, I couldn't watch it until now. I, I needed to watch it in a way that I would be able to vent about it. Because it's, ugh. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not a very good adaptation. It's a, mm. it's a terrible adaptation. Even if it weren't an adaptation, it would be terrible. 
it, it would be because it because there's so much wrong with this movie. So mm-hmm. let's let's get into the tapes. Yes. Oh, Universal. This isn't a ride we'll be seeing at Universal Studios anytime soon, that's for sure. Tim Robbins is in this? Just wait. Main Nest? Oh, ha ha. Duck puns! Oh, look! A Lucas Spielberg Stop. reference. Stop! Oh, great. Our hero drinks a beer while there's a sexy message on screen. What next? I was running my fingers through your feathers, and all of a sudden... Well, you better come over tonight, and I'll show you what really happened next. Ciao for now, Howie. Our lovely Latin dance team from Wedford Falls. Charles is a machinist first class in the Navy. Okay, already all the duck puns are making me nauseous. What's the matter, George? Hmm, jock itch again? Jock itch. He scratched his crotch. You know, for the kids. Also, these ducks are hideous. They are. Oh, written by Willard Hayuk? Goofy's pin name. I love you so much. Insane! Good day interview this month. A fold out? Jesus! Yeah. My little airbrushed beauty. What? Duck breasts! Wow! PG! Ducks are oviparous. Those aren't cartoony either. Those are like human-like duck breasts. The cosmos. Where no one can hear you quack. Oh, ha, ha. Earth is an egg. Everything must be a duck bun. And what is reality on any one world is mere fantasy on all others. Here, all is real and all is illusion. What is, what was, and what will be start here with the words In the beginning there was Howard the Duck. The voice you hear is Richard Kiley. We spared no expense. Hey, look, our world looks like theirs, except humans instead of ducks. I don't know. Every moment I keep expecting to hear. Hey, wait a minute, that's my day! Oh, 
Look, that couple's having sex. Ooh, yeah. There's an inordinate amount of sex for a PG. This must have been before the MPAA really got prudish. Honestly, even for the source, this is too much. Yeah, there was like maybe one or two mild innuendos in the comic. Even in the Max version, which did have nudity, there wasn't that much sex. On my shirt. Oh, me too. On my shorts. <laughs> Real charming. Just go away, okay? Hey, hey it's Marty's mom. Don't go snot nose on us. We your biggest fans. Oh, this, this must be Biff's Hill Valley. Yep. No more, Mister Nice Duck. Let the female creature go. Do you like see what I see? A talking duck? Yeah, like me too, Scoop. I've been doing too much toot. <laughs> no one laughs at a master of quack foo. God damn it. Removed from context, quack foo sounds stupid. <laughs> it really does. I mean, if you remove the rest of the duck puns presented thus far, it might sound okay. Quack foo was the only pun in the comic. Okay, maybe not the only. And it was well set up. This is just boom, quack foo. Eat it up, folks. You're not really a, uh, 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 Doc. You know, this is beginning to seriously undermine my self-esteem. I'm sorry. I guess I should thank you for chasing those guys off. Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh huh. That's a perfect weird name for this. Planet. Planet, no, no, that's the city. The planet's called Earth, I think. I guess I better be going. Hmm. Uh, thanks again. And now a musical Bye. montage. Bye. I don't know why you're not. Where's the cynicism? Howard actually had things to say in the comic. Such a lot to give. Listen! Huh? You got some place to go? Hey, if I had some place to go, I certainly wouldn't be in Cleveland. Nice place. You pay to live here? It's cheap. The manager of my band found it for me. I suggest you find a new manager. Hey, I'd love to, but we got this damn contract with the Sleezoid. He won't even give us the money he owes. Sleezoid. Oh, hi, ladies. How are you? I was thinking the same thing. This movie is so 80s, I'm getting a contact high. <laughs> sort of a disaster area. We've been working on some new songs, you know? See, the band's called Cherry Bomb. Well, at least they cast well, Beverly right. They did. Thompson's a great choice for the part. It's Howard, thank you. Right, Howard. <laughs> Hi, I'm Beverly. Listen, would you like something to eat or, um... You got a beer? <laughs> What's this? Oh, it's a purse. I got it at a swap meet. Cute. The, yeah. the purse quacks? I'm sorry, I'm so nervous. It's just that I've never been around a... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've never even had any pets or anything, you know. They managed to outwork Juno. How is that possible? 
I'll try to be careful. What I don't know is what the hell I'm doing here. Uh, Howard, I was just kind of wondering, uh, does everybody on your planet look like, uh, like you? Obviously. Why? Oh, no reason. Just wondered. <laughs> yeah, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. Plastic surgeon. Making big bucks, doing big jobs. So there's a big lack of awe here. I dropped out. I decided to educate myself in the real world, on the streets. Last month, I got what they call a promising job. Oh, yeah? Doing what? Advertising copywriter. <laughs> Jeez, Howard. It sort of sounds like uh, you sold out. Maybe. Wait, is this a discussion of selling out for kids? Well, uh, thank you the sources. Lucas! <clears throat> Howard, that's it. Maybe that's why you're here. I mean, what? I believe that there are no accidents in the universe. Maybe I got no intention of being stranded here. I gotta get back. How is another matter. Oh, but Howard... Well you know, I'm not entirely sure this is for the kids anymore. I'm not either, except I'm not sure who it is for. Oh, again, Lucas claims the Star Wars franchise is for kids, so who knows? Yeah, but that is for kids. Clearly, undeniably for kids. Well, yeah, except when Vader gets graphically maimed in a fire. That dollar bill is just George Washington with a duck bill photoshopped onto it. What am I gonna do with you? <clears throat> Bake him until he's nice and crispy brown? Ah, this is humiliating. I just don't want people <sighs> freaking out all over the place. Ah, talking garbage bag. Inconspicuous. Relax, we're almost there. Oh, goody. Bill's a scientist. He can help. Hi. Oh, hi, Beverly. We have an appointment? Tim! Hello, Oscar winner. Sadly, he's not a cameo. I... <sighs> this is amazing. Man's oldest fantasy. Across a sea of stars. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No. No, it's a bird. Nice ducky. Me, Phil. You, Howard. We be friends. Ugh. No. No, Tim. Stop. Undoubtedly, one of Earth's greatest minds here. Oh! Hey, Phil, don't talk to him like that. He's just as smart as you are. Oh, now I'm really depressed. Highly intelligent. Perhaps. We're about to see if Subject has any abilities we don't have here on Earth. I want you to concentrate and read my mind! Right. You're thinking, they know I'm a phony. They know I'm a yo-yo. <laughs> Tell me if I'm warm on any of these, Phil. Okay, Howard is acting like Howard in this scene. Yeah, at last. I, there is some semblance of the comic, just not much. Okay, Robbins is awful here. He's so far over the top, he's in a little bit. Hi, Fidelity, this ain't. Howard, we are on our way to the Science Hall of Fame. Look out, Darwin! Look out, Einstein! Hello, Nobel Prize! We are I've already got a theory. What theory? Well, 
This is, of course, the evolutionary ladder, showing how man progressed from monkey to me, for instance. You consider that progress? Jeez, you're all hairless apes. Hairless apes? Good movie. Quote your source. Yep. The dialogue in this scene, at least from Howard, isn't too far off source. A world almost exactly like ours, except that the progenitor of the dominant species was not a monkey, but a duck. Some theory. Every school duck knows this stuff. And as duck climbed up the evolutionary ladder, he said adios to his wings. His mental capacity increases. He begins to develop. Beverly? Shopping malls? <laughs> no, tribes. <laughs> I'll figure out a way to help Howard, I s swear. Look, I didn't know where else to go for Inside, help. Blumbert. Coming! Coming! Oh, why are you so pissed off? Why? Listen, if you got blasted millions of miles through space, ended up on another planet, and were given an IQ test by a janitor, you'd be a little pissed off, too. Well, look, maybe you are trapped in a world you never made, but, but I got... And cue the tagline. Trapped in a world you never made. They definitely read the comics. What about my life? Leave me alone. What? I don't need any more of your sympathy, your charity. Okay, fine. I mean, I just found something. Huh? I mean, somebody in a pretty weird predicament, and I was trying to help. Mm-hmm. That's the way you want it. Been so long, ducky. Thompson is playing this too sincerely. Yeah, there needs to be some cartoony elements somewhere. Well, who needs you? I don't need anybody. Now, you do know why you were sent to me? My continuing streak of bad luck? <laughs> You've been sent to me because I'm famous for finding jobs for little slackers like you. That's right. They send me all the psycho cases, all the misfits, all the phonies and the fakers who mm. think that by traipsing in here looking outlandish, they are not going to be able to find work. Okay, now Howard's in an employment office. Again, this scene actually fits. Sweet. Yeah, credit words do. They are trying to emulate the comics here. And just go on collecting unemployment and living happy on the public dole. I think I got just the position for you. I got a feeling you're going to take to this job like a duck to water. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Okay, I'm going to give him this. The bit with the biting, that was funny. Towels, lotions, <laughs> antibiotics. <laughs> God, the sex. They just won't stop slapping you in the face with it. This movie is filthy. Yeah, on the whole, so far it's kind of an ugly film, and that's part of the problem. It's unbalanced. Yeah, something is definitely way, way off. And I quit. Hey look, Tab and Reebok. Who knew product placement could date so horribly? Back to the Future dated better. Forecasting a weekend of fair weather for you duck hunters. 
And for our lucky field reporter, Steve Canelli. The duck hunting season has officially opened. Duck hunting? And the hunting? Wildlife Commission has actually doubled the limit of ducks that can be shot. Reaction shot? from the local hunters has been enthusiastic. Well, we're tickled huh? pink, Jack. The uh... duck has come to America with duckeroni. But if every hunter can blast 15 of those... Hey, glad they get the alt-duck cable network at that store. All-duck references all the time. Back to more 80s than hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, th this movie needs more funny. The museum scene was at least trying to mock something. At least something. This club scene is so tacky. Okay. Give me a beat. One, two, three, four. Oh, yeah. Here's the money for the girl. I'll make sure they get it. <laughs> I guess you must be the girl's manager. I smell another fight. So sleazy. The 80s had a special kind of sleazy. Loud neon sleaze. What is that? Oh, look, Ginger, I warned you when you got into rock management, you'll be dealing with the entertainment types, you know, uh, different strokes and all that. Hey. I want the girl's money. Now, is this gonna be easy? Or is this gonna be trouble? Alright, now it's my turn. <sighs> Please, for the love of God, don't mention Quack Crew again. Please. Agreed. Don't, man, please, don't. The money. Sure, sure, here, here, take the money. Take it, it's yours, take it. And you're no longer their manager. Listen, okay, everybody in here is a witness. I'm letting the girls out of their contract, okay? Tell your goons to stay back. I'm warning stay you. Stay back, Richie. I bite your face. You're a dead man, Ginger. What are you talking about? Space rabies. Space rabies. My head is tilting so far to the right, it may fall off. The hair in this movie is killing me. It's so epic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's suffocating. Literally. I'm running out of sticks to throw at people. Sucks. Now tell them to go away. Is Beverly in? Jeez, you must be Casey. Meet Howard. Wow. Hi, uh, Howie. I was worried about you. I missed you. Listen, I'm sorry we fought. You're the only friend I've got here. <laughs> Hi, sorry I missed the show. I came to watch you undress, though. Oh, great. Dumbass McLiberal activist is there. Oi. 
glad you're back. I've been working on the mystery of your arrival. What's he doing here? You speak for us, Howard. Anyway, Howard, I was talking to some astrolophysicists, you know, the guys that discovered that Aztecs came from Mars. Well, these guys concluded Aww. that you arrived here in a spacecraft millions of years ago and must have remained frozen in ice. Go away. Ronit, could you shut uh, this boy uh, up? Howard, uh, What's a pizza? It's a circular Italian What? Project. What's Howard, a pizza? Oh, come on! He lives in a world parallel to us. <sighs> Gotta hand it to the comic. They had the good sense not to show the world Howard came from. It was established eventually, but the candidacy is kind of questionable, so... Oh yeah, uh, by the way, I forgot. Uh, I had a little talk with your manager, Ginger. I got your money from him. Ducky, I can't believe this! I also got him to agree that it was time for him to step aside as your manager. What? You got rid of Ginger? Mr. Duck, you're wonderful. We'll go home, Ducky. Hmm. Cassio's. Oh, Cassio. You defined a generation. A terrible one, but a generation nonetheless. Uh-huh. Wait a second. <sighs> Maybe you're just the kind of bizarro influence we need. Forget it. No more jobs here. Uh-uh, I think you'd be a great manager. I've got to get back to my own kind. Although... I have developed a greater appreciation for the female version of the human anatomy. Oh! Howard, you really are the worst. <laughs> Just can't seem to find the right man. Maybe it's not a man you should be looking for. Okay, this is getting creepy. You think I might find happiness in the animal kingdom, Ducky? Um. Love strange. We could always give it a try. Hmm. Oh, it's past it. Okay. Let's go for it, Mr. Macho. Uh, no, no, it's, it's still going. Listen. <laughs> Stop it. It's just that you're so incredibly soft and kind No! Let's be realistic. I mean... Stop doing what you are doing. Whoops. Yeah, a feather erection joke. House in the suburbs? Oh god, this is awful. Just wrong and weird. No, it's not. Uh, I've got a headache. And I got the aspirin. <laughs> Just one good night kiss, sweet ducky. Come on, Howard, I was just kidding. Okay, now it was all just a joke. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> My God, this relationship, it defies all the laws of nature. Oh, thank God, it's the amazing Chriswell to save the day. Bill! Oh, I'm sorry, the door was open. Um, this is uh, my friend Carter, and uh, this is Dr. Walter Jennings. I can explain how you got here. Dr. Jennings is in charge of the astrophysics lab at Dynatechnics. Now, on the night of September 8th... That's the night that Howard landed. Yes, now, on that night, we were initiating our first... 
full-scale test of a laser spectroscope. This was shot during the experiment. Partway through the experiment, there was a deviation, and uh, we lost control of the laser spectroscope. Suddenly, the movie is taking the origin seriously. Energy inversion, which literally dragged you through space back to the power source here on Earth. Any questions? Yeah. Where are my pants? Howard, where are you going? To this lab of theirs. What for? To hop back on board that laser thing. Could you really send him back? If we did, we could establish a continuing link between our planets, but he would have to leave tonight while the alignment yeah. still exists. We can't afford to wait. You mean I'm finally gonna breeze this flytrap? Ducky, this is what you wanted. You're going home. Yeah. Lily had the dolphins, Stow the whales, good old gorillas. I had a duck. This is treacle. I could have been a contender. Oh, oh no, Tim, please. Bev, I'm not a real sentimental guy. No. I bet you were born from a very hard-boiled egg, Ducky. Yeah. But I do keep wondering of all the alleys in the world I could have fallen into that night. Um, Why oh no, Howard, lose? please. Because right now, you're the one and only thing that's making it very hard for me to leave. It's only an hour in. You know there's going to be some sort of snafu. Yeah, why are we only an hour in? Yeah, the structure feels very off. This feels like plot. Everything else didn't feel like plot. There's lots of filler in this movie. Yeah. What? Drive. What are these alarms? Something's happened. What's happened? I don't know. Ah, my eyes! My eyes! It exploded again. It was terrible. We have no right to tamper with the universe. Whoa! Whoa, that's horrible! That's really good makeup, but isn't this a comedy? Yeah! Not even Men in Black had makeup that horrible. No, they're way too nonchalant about that guy's face being half melted off. Suddenly this is a sci-fi film. Well, Howard did genre hop a lot. I mean, this is taking it too seriously. He was pre-activating the laser spectroscope. Uh-huh. We lost control again, and there was another explosion. And Jenny caught the full force of the blast this time. Is he all right? Where is he? My God, Larry, what if we brought down something else this time? Lieutenant, uh, there's no zipper. There's no buttons. No Velcro, sir. Uh, I, I think he's for real. If your goons are finished, go... Oh! Ow! Listen, Howard, I'm going to go talk to the scientists out there. You are going to go play sitting duck in a jail No more duck puns. Illegal alien. Illegal alien? I know. I want to kill this movie. What are you doing here tonight? You got no idea. What? Okay, I want this guy. The suspect is three foot one inches tall. Three, two, thank you. You heard me. It's He's like satire, except not. Weapon, right? 
Pretty that much. also means he's dangerous. What? Extremely dangerous. Shoot to kill. Why is everyone in this universe an unbelievable idiot? They're idiots. They're just regular dumb guy idiots. Let's go. Dr. Jenny? Come Get over here, Doc. Howard. Howard. What? The laser spectroscope malfunctioned again. There was a tremendous explosion. And then, uh... I must have blacked out. You gotta come oh, are they gonna use the Turnip Man thing from issue two here? Doubt it. If they were smart, they would. What's wrong with me? There's the back gate. Good, there's no cops. How the hell am I gonna explain a manhunt for a duck? It's a duck hunt. It's a duck hunt. Ah! Please, don't, don't, don't start. Please, please. Don't start? Oh my god! I'm telling you, I saw something! Doc, you're in shock from the explosion, and you're imagining things! Uh-uh! Listen, an evil has landed. The world is in great danger. It feels like something inside me, gnawing at my guts! What's wrong with me? Well, what did you have for lunch? I'm afraid I'm about to become something else! Oh, great, like a sex change or something. Something's growing inside me. It's replicating and superseding all my internal organs. Well, we'll stop at a bathroom, huh? That monstrous shape I saw! <sighs> I'm dead. Yes, you are. You think that's funny, Jenning? I'm not Jenning anymore. The transformation is complete. Oh. Oh, so you're gonna go with that voice, huh? Try telling that to your insurance company. I think you need some coffee. Come on. Cajun Sushi. Uh-huh. Hilarious. That's making fun of, uh, something. Like the fakeness of American foreign restaurants. Or nothing, and they just combine two ethnicities from two opposite ends of the world because fucking comedy. Eat it. I'm sorry, we don't allow pets on the premises. Hey. Have a heart. Seeing eye duck. This is like if Freeburg and Seltzer made a movie in the 80s. Ah, not so tight. It is. It really is. Less references, though. Sit down. I need a beer bad. Gotta... I'm gonna kill somebody. Thank you, once again, Howard, for being the audience's voice. I told you, bird brain, I am not Jenning anymore. I am now one of the dark overlords of the universe. Okay, this whole story about Dark Overlords is too serious and unfunny for a Howard the Duck movie. It really is. At least the dark beings in the comic had a tint of silliness. A tint, a massive coating, something like it. <laughs> True. Which we Dark Overlords were exiled eons ago. I hope you're getting all this. Howard, what I'm getting is that this man is very, very sick. What? You ordered your specials, what's wrong? You haven't even tasted it yet. What do you think? I mean, the cannibalism or something? What's white? Oh, void. It always reminds me of my birthday. The eggs! Get them out of here! Okay, the bit with the eggs is actually kind of fun, but the joke was already made. It is time now. What's that? It is the code key. It will activate the laser spectroscope when I use it tonight to bring down the other Dark Overlords. Give me that code key. That's my ticket home. Ah! 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 
get the check? <laughs> Hate to eat and run. Hello there. Get out of the way. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> you jackass, he's a ventriloquist. Oh, this movie loves to make fun of rednecks. Go ahead, say something, dummy. Give me that, or you're gonna be sorry. You better oh. watch out, he's a master of quack foo. <laughs> quack foo, it wasn't done. Uh. Come on, Beth, run! Another action sequence. Why? Because comics. This one's for you, Cracker. <laughs> Call the police. Uh, uh, not the police. Call somebody else. <laughs> Call the Ghostbusters. An evil unlike any you can imagine is about to engulf the earth. Oh, no, no. We have fights in here all the time. And you don't stop them? Can you just sit there? This movie has no point of view. Nope. And damn, does it want to be Ghostbusters. It wants to be a lot of things. Jenny, I can use some help here, buddy. Come on, let's get out of here. Put him down! How may be a duck, but you people are animals! He's my boyfriend! That's disgusting. Thank you, random redneck. Let me just pay the check and I'm out of here. Oh, I can't believe you're just sitting here. Look what they're doing to Howard. jeez. Oh, this whole sequence feels so odd. I keep screaming, what's the point? Well, why, why are they asking the Dark Lord for help? We must be getting more attention than Howard. Yeah, no shit. You gotta go in there and beat him up. Look, they're laughing at you. And they've got Mr. Code Key. say this, the effects are at least appropriate for the time and setting. They are. ILM. At, at least this film has that. And this sequence is entertaining, but it doesn't fit the source. No. Not at all. And look, this film isn't the worst thing, but it's, it's really bad for what it's supposed to be. True, it has virtues, but it's so odd. Yeah. Well, having said that, the last film we did this to set the bar pretty low. Never go lower. Yeah. Oh, never say never. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm saying it with that. I, I feel pretty uncertain on that. <laughs> we'll see. Just not 
funny. That's whimsical. Oh good, the dipshit is back. Oh god, really, Howard? He does not blend in. No, he doesn't. It's me! Why? He's some kind of monster. He's gonna bring down more of his buddies. He's got big plans, like taking over Earth. Filzy, we gotta get out of here. Huh? Jeez, it looks like an airplane. Well, it will be. We can put it together in no time. Somebody's weekend hobby's gonna get us back to that lab. Hey, we've got a saying on my planet. If God intended us to fly, he wouldn't have taken away our wings. That's really profound, Howard. Could you find the toolbox? There's religion on Duck World. We're just letting that pass by. Also, is there a good movie with ultralight planes? Fly away home. Okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> Still, usually that's a really bad omen. It's not doing anything. Cops! Hey, a flying duck! Our nuclear reactor pumping out one million kilowatts of power. One point twenty one gigawatts! They want us desperately to recall back to the future. Very desperately. I feel much better. <laughs> this guy is if Gozer and Doc Brown had a baby. That pick is going on the blog, folks. I am not kidding. Damn it, that was too close! I'm just learning here! Howard, in prehistoric times you flew! Yeah. Fly, Howard! Find this your whole instincts! Trust so your birdness! Fly! Yes! Is that a fruit stand? Fruit stand. Death from the skies to all duck hunters! Wilhelm scream! Cliches all around. I actually love that scream though. It's the only stock sound effect I tolerate. I love it too. It's a highlight of me, me. Freaking head off both of you. Put both of your guns down, or I'm gonna blow both of your freaking heads off. Alright, forget it, let's do this! This whole sequence cries out for the media. Where are they? Yeah, I know this is before the smartphone era, but cameras still exist. People. It should be a major event. A smog device inspection. And I need shut off the engine. It is off. Somebody's pushing. Also, is that missions testing supposed to be a planetary? I think so. What the hell's wrong with you? 
just throttle this baby back. Uh, Yikes! Frozy, uh, better tell you now. What? I can't swim. Okay, why can't Howard swim? I know the universes are similar, but there have to be some differences special to a fucking duck universe. Screw it, humans swim. Right. We've been through hell. Okay, why does he specifically need the girl? Wouldn't anyone do? Yes, but the plot says so. Jeez. He's gonna bring down another dark overlord. We gotta get Beverly out of there. Hey, take it easy, Conan. What are you gonna fight him with? We gotta find some kind of... Wait. Carter showed me something here once that might do it, if we can find it. Defense research! This is it! This is it! This is locked! Access approved. Another movie that would be funny. Ah, there it is. The neutron disintegrator. This second half is literally a different film. It is. Had it stayed like the first half, we might have had a genuine Howard movie. Yeah, just mediocre instead of bad. But no. It would have been ambitious and it would have tried something, but it wouldn't have been this. Welcome to Dynatechnics. Authorized personnel only. Please insert code key. Okay, a drinking game designed to kill you. Take a drink every time something pointless happens. You'll pickle that level. <laughs> Is this like stick shift or automatic? Howard, you have to get into firing range without him seeing you. Right. What's this do? Now find up the exit! Watching this action sequence, you realize they literally just used money because they had it. Yeah, pretty much. What happens when George Lucas is behind your foot? This movie loves everything. Now it's my turn. Dark Overlord, prepare to eat beak. Eat beak? Really? If duck and human rolls were switched, that wouldn't make sense. Eat mouth, dirtbag. Duck pun to come. Of course. Hey, take a drink every time there's a duck pun. Folks, don't take a drink every time there's a duck pun. Your blood alcohol level will be one hundred.
Howard. It's not a... It's not what? The evil's not inside me anymore. The explosion must have released it, and it's loose. Yeah, I don't think the amazing Chriswell would survive that. I suggest we get Beverly and get the hell out of here. Filsey, get her down from there. Monster! Hey, it's Doomsday! Stop motion! Oh, apparently they love Predator, too. Yeah, but I can see that it looks cool. Yeah, it does. Credit where it's due. I owe him. Do you wish to activate laser? Yes. Thank you, Dr. Jenny. Starting the activation sequence! He's gonna bring down more of them! You may fire when ready. Well, it wouldn't be a Marvel film without the uh, ending of the portal being open. <laughs> nope. Oh, I hope Disney reverses this and does it right. He belongs in Guardians of the Galaxy. He does. That sounds like it's doing what this was doing, except it's getting it right. Yeah. Maybe Guardians of the Galaxy will help the case for a better remake. Alien specimens will arrive in the laboratory in three minutes. There's more coming down. Huh? Machine, Howard, you gotta destroy it! Blast it! Get him! Well, Howard, don't! Huh? We'll never get home. 30 seconds to arrival. Get him! Goodbye, Duck World. Duck World, just like Earth is People World. Eh, my world was all dicks anyway. No, they were all ducks. Okay, this ending was ripped off for Ted. It was used better in Ted, though. Way better. Howard. It's alright, Toots. song will live forever. You know they thought that. Yeah. 
Ghostbusters theme missing. And they copy Back to the Future and do it again with, with the sports code and the guitar. Yeah. I noticed that that part in that movie ended on a genuine joke. That was a thing. <sighs> yeah, th- this is just... Duck from outer space. You were great, Ducky. No, no, don't end on the romantic thing. Don't end with a creepy. Oh, they did. Ugh. Film end. I feel dirty. So do I. You may have noticed that we did a lot more discussion of the film while we were just watching it. Yeah. That was, that was a bit different for us. There's a reason for that. This, this movie's a hard one to crack. It's it's a weird motion picture. Yeah. I mean, I, it's been, what, 48 hours since we watched it? And I'm, I'm still baffled. Besides the fact that it's definitely a bad movie, uh, I still don't know what to make of it. To get into what this does wrong, I feel like we, we almost have to start with the fact that this movie is bisected. There are two halves of it. I can only think of two other movies that did this this distinctly Hancock and From Dusk Till Dawn and but here's the thing Hancock is the first half is a really good movie that was really a lot of fun and then the second half was well crap From Dusk Till Dawn the first half and the second half are about equal but it was deliberately designed to do that it was designed to bisect that way also from Dusk Till Dawn was written by a two-time Oscar-winning screenwriter. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's an accident. This movie, at the scene where the uh, scientists show up at the door, that's the moment that this movie changes gears completely. Oh, yeah, it, it comes to, like, a grinding shift. Let, let's, let's talk about the first half, because the first half is weird, but at the same time, it's... It's a better adaptation of the comic. There's no getting around it. The scenes that actually resemble the comic are in that first half. Like, the one that really struck home for me, like, the thing that made me say, hey, this, I could see this in some Howard the Duck panel, is a scene where he's in the unemployment office and the lady is, like, talking down to him. She was almost cartoony. She was. And that scene, if you were to lift it on rails and put it in a Howard the Duck movie that actually got the spirit of the comic, would have fit. It would have been excellent. It, it would have it would have been true to the spirit. We almost have to pause right now to explain what, what the comic was, because that merits it here. The comic was very much a satire of everything that was going on in the '70s in comics and in society. The premise is more or less the same of the movie. A uh, Duck gets brought from his world into our world and winds up in Cleveland. I guess what's tough about making an adaptation of that is, you know, you can't just willy-nilly, you know, lift from the comics because it was kind of, it was of its time. You'd have to update that. 
for movie adaptation. You have to update that for today. You would. You need to set it in an 80s that actually felt cartoonish. And as I said, you mentioned that that scene did feel cartoonish. Yeah, because that was one of the few times where the movie actually seemed to take place in a cartoon universe. The running joke of the comics is that Howard is, being a duck aside, a straight man in a very cartoonish world. Which is funny because the art style flips that around because he's drawn like Donald Duck. And I believe you, you said that there was like a lawsuit pending from Disney for yeah. that. Ironically. But yeah, and everybody else is drawn super realistic. The joke is everyone's a cartoon and he's down to earth. Again, that's satire. That's how you do humor. That's how you make jokes. And the comic is still extremely funny. Um, much of the art for the comic was drawn by Gene Colan, who did the art on Tomb of Dracula, which inspired Blade. And that was really great classic horror comic art. The contrast is what gets the joke across. That's how you do parody. Right. This movie does not take place in a world that is funny. It takes place in a world that's fairly sober. That's, that's horrible and mean. Just... Uh, like, granted, in the issue I just read, everybody wants to kill Howard, but it's because he's running for president. Let's note, by the way, the comic was very adult. Oh, yeah, very. The movie should not be marketed towards kids. I mean, this, like, the movie in its current form is just barely for kids, really. Like, it's not a family film. No, I would not show this to a kid at all. Oh, God, no. You know, it's clear that it was kind of meant to be... Thank you, Lucas. Yeah. But it just fails. To get back to what I was saying about the halves, you've got this first half that does try. Because they don't get the world mixture right, it fails. But you have scenes that do feel right. You have things in that that do feel right. The scene in the museum. Okay, again, lift that up and put that in a good Howard the Duck movie, and it works. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's... A commentary on scientists and it's actually funny it's it's a scene that did get a couple of genuine laughs out of me yeah except tim robbins is still cringeworthy but, but yeah robbins is very not good in this movie at all i feel bad for him i feel bad for him too especially because i like robbins i generally like yeah, me him too in movies He's a really solid actor. Uh, you mentioned High Fidelity. Yeah, he's great in that. So, I don't I don't even know what to make, again, of him in this. But, yeah, in that first half, you have those scenes in the unemployment office. And to some degree, I want to hope that the punk rock stuff was intended on some level as parody, even though I really don't think it was. But, yeah. I don't know, the 80s were so cartoonish that... To me, that feels like a giant missed opportunity. Like, you could have done a true Howard the Duck commentary there. Oh, yeah, with with the 80s as a setting. You know, keep mentioning Back to the Future, they did that better than, better than this. They knew how absurd the 80s was, and they were living in it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. I actually saw Back to the Future a couple weeks ago uh, at uh, the local theater. Oh, yeah, at the cinema. And, first of all, the movie remains just a great motion picture. I mean, it's it's really become a classic for a reason. It's a wonderful film. It's timeless, is the thing. Um, there were some teenagers behind me watching it, and I was kind of dreading it, because I was like, oh boy, I can see this being, you know... They're going to be heckling it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
No, they laughed throughout the movie. They laughed at the movie because it's funny. And afterwards, they were talking about how awesome it was. And uh, I actually talked to them a bit about it. And it was obvious they got the movie on the level it was intended to. Yeah, this movie, it's very 80s. It's its very of its time. To that end, if we're talking about things that the movie gets right, we got to talk about Leah Thompson as Beverly because, first of all, I like her anyway. Always been a fan. Yeah, referencing from the first sighting, hey, it's Marty's mom. Marty's mom never was brought to mind. Yeah, she she does a good job. She seems to be the one who really seems to get the material. Well, she's not the only one. There's one other guy that I do want to point out. But for the moment, let's focus on her. She, as Beverly, as the character from the comics, she's dead on. They make one major change to her character. In the comics, she's a model, a life model, and kind of implied to be a little bit more, you know? Yeah. When we tend to see her, she tends to be in states of very minor garb. In this, she's changed to a punk rocker, and... It fits. It's a good change. It's a change that does work. And again, missed opportunity. Yeah, missed opportunity. That The 80s punk scene was hilarious. They could have done something with it. They didn't. They could have. But she's right. Her dialogue is right. The constant references of Ducky. It's like, I know you read the comics, because I can see you read the comics. What happened? I'm going to get to what happened in a moment. I also want to cite the other person that I think gets it. And that's uh, Chip Zine, who voiced Howard. Oh, yeah. He does a good job. He does a really good job. His voice is right. His voice is accurate. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the costume worked on some level. The eyes. The eyes are disturbing. They're too human. Yeah. Yeah. And it should be noted, part of the problem was that this was a movie where they didn't know how they were going to do it until very late in the pre-production. There was talk of this being an animated movie. From what I've read, it turns out, yeah, pre-production kind of was the debacle you would have expected. If they did it right, I wouldn't mind, you know, like a Roger Rabbit sort of thing where he's the only cartoon. I mean, that would have fit. That would have fit, but, I mean, again, you've got so many things in that first half. The sex stuff... It doesn't work. They really didn't do it that much in the comics. The relationship between Howard and Beverly is kind of ambiguous, and it never gets other than ambiguous. It doesn't get to that level. Like, it doesn't get to them, like, one coming on to the other, or whatever. That never happened. I'm sorry, that scene in the, the bedroom. Uh... It's... It's legendary. I mean, that scene is legendary. Really? <laughs> for good reason, because it's such a miscue... And it doesn't feel right. It, that scene feels like they must have rewritten it 50 times and they still couldn't crack it. Oh, no. You know, one, one of the other things, it's just badly written. Not just because what's happening, but first he comes on to her and then she starts coming back onto him. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's like, okay. And that screams out rewrite. Yeah. That screams out studio notes said we can't actually really go this direction. And they still tried to anyway. I mean, I don't know. It's... God, how many times do I have to say this? It's a mess. The movie is a mess. And that's in that first half. There's other sex scenes, too. There's the infamous duck tits. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Nostalgia Critic made a better joke than we did. <laughs> duck tits! woo But we are not joke thieves. What am I going to do with you? Well, roasted or extra crispy comes to mind. No, no. And we were not going to be. We went We went in knowing that that was there. Their own take on it. But, damn. Yeah. 
I don't think that's part of the costume. I think that's literally just that woman's breasts, but with white makeup on them. I don't, I don't know, and I don't want to know. I just, it shouldn't have been in there. No. Just why? Granted, it wasn't in any sort of sexual situation. Like, she was just taking a bath, and he just happened to go through her living room, and she was, like, seeing in the bath, although she doesn't notice that he's there. Uh, so, granted, it really wasn't in a sexual context, but at the same time, really? PG? Howard the Duck? Family film? I just, I, I don't even know what to make of it. Now, it should be noted, the TV edit actually does cover her with bubbles to cover up that. Oh, good. That would have been more appropriate. Yeah, and that, uh, and so I kind of wish they'd gone with that shot for the actual film. Mm-hmm. But it reeks of they didn't know who this movie was for. I mean, boy, did they not know who this movie was for. And you know, Lucas, as much as we're ripping on him, you got to give him credit. It was a nice idea to make a Howard the Duck movie. Like, I think that's what he's really good at is ideas. Mm-hmm. Not so much the execution. Agreed. So, yeah credit where that's due you know it was a nice idea i'm not sure exactly how much influence he had in the final film i i haven't really been able to get a clear answer on that i know that he kind of definitely was involved in getting the film going and getting it funded i mean he invested in it it was this was at the same time that he was buying skywalker ranch this was at the same time that he had a lot of other things going this was the big mistake that broke him i i don't know it, it, it's it's a good question, and I I don't think we're ever going to get a clear answer because this is a movie that nobody involved with seems to really have much to say about it afterwards. Although, you know, it should be noted, some of the actors still really do defend the movie and are pleased that they made it. Um, well, that's good for them. And good for them, because, I mean, I'm, as much as we're dissecting this film, I want to note that I knew a lot of people when I brought this movie up who were like, oh, God, I love that movie. Huh, really? Yeah, and I have a theory as to why that is, and that has to go to the second half of the movie. The second half actually did have kind of a structure. It did. Um, the movie on the whole doesn't have that great of a structure, but the second half does kind of have that three-act thing going on. It does. If they are going to do that movie, they should have just made that movie. It would have been an incredibly pointless motion picture, for reasons that I want to get into in a little bit, but it would have been... A movie would have had a plot that would have had some action. And that's the thing. The action in this movie, as pointless as it is and as padded as it is, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't believe that during that whole that whole light plane sequence, I kept thinking, why are you sticking too close to the ground? I mean, I know he's supposed to be bad at flying, but don't those things go higher? They do go higher. They, they actually go very high. Yeah. And so why... Uh... Well, it's because nothing happens up in the air, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually quite wrong about the height that they go to, but... But they go higher than, they go like, higher. five feet above the ground. That second half is aided immeasurably by Jeffrey Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he did this about the same time he did um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, it was it was released in the same year. He is a good actor. He is, he is. And he's very good at it. Do you know... Uh, that voice that he was using, terrible as it is, it's a demanding voice. Do you know if that's his actual acting, or it's, was he overdubbed? I'm reasonably certain that was his. I I can think of no reason they would have dubbed him. Um, they might have altered it in post-production. But yeah, I'm reason- yeah, true. But I'm reasonably certain that was his. I can think of no reason they would have overdubbed him. 
And as you point out, he is a good actor. It's not like it was beyond his capabilities to record that voice. It's kind of annoying, but it's not It's not his fault. No, yeah, he does a good job in it. The, the makeup that they put on him, it is good. It's, it's good makeup. Oh, yeah. Uh, this movie was ILM all the way. You can see the money on the screen, I'll say that. Very much so. Kind of part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, the makeup actually reminded me a lot of Rick Baker's makeup job on on Edgar and Men in Black. It did. Throughout the movie, it just deteriorates in a very realistic, ugly fashion, and it's just, and it's it's really well done. It didn't belong in this movie. No, it didn't. But it was well done. I'm thinking about it, this movie was 20 minutes longer than uh, Men in Black. Guys, that's a moment where you need to stop back and realize that you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Men in Black didn't exist during that. But yeah. No. And, I, and I'm not a big Men in Black fan, but I will give them credit. The first two movies are pretty quick get in, get out movies. The third movie, which I actually is my favorite of the three, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. I was impressed. I was taken aback. I think the third one's really actually a very good movie. Uh, I genuinely enjoy it. It is a bit longer, and they actually do use that time really well. But yeah, again, in, in the second half, you also have that amazing creature, the Dark Overlord. You know, if it, if it wasn't clear by what we were doing at in the middle there, it's because, like, he opens his mouth and this huge tentacle-like tongue comes out and uh, sticks itself into a cigarette lighter. It's disgusting. And it's really ugly and gross and just... Uh... But I know that was intentional. In all fairness, that was clearly intentional. Oh, yeah, and they did their job on that, but it just doesn't belong. It doesn't belong. Or... It belongs if this is an adult movie. Right. But at that point, they seem to be trying to go for kids. It's an adult horror movie. Yeah, and like, in The Thing, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Here it's just, what are you doing here? Dare I say it, this is one case where you almost kind of miss the fakeness of CGI. Yeah. <laughs> Those practical effects were just too good. And again, with The Dark Overlord, the stop motion on it was stunning. That was great. That was fun to watch. I feel like that sequence is why some people really hold this film in some esteem, because it is a good sequence. It works on its intended level. Yeah, I kept thinking yesterday, all the other Dark Overlords are coming down the tube, and uh, Howard has to decide between uh, the possibility of going back to his world and uh, not having to fight those things. And he chooses not having to fight those things. I don't know. <laughs> he could have, like, just let him come down and then vaporized him on the spot with that thing that was very clearly aimed at the portal. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. It, probably the budget would have spoken up there. Yeah, yeah, true. It was already overinflated. I mean, the movie, it should be noted, just barely slid into the black. Really? Yeah. But... Let's also take note of the fact that someone lost their job over a movie that just barely turned a profit. Today, a movie has to do what John Carter did and just completely lose hundreds of millions of dollars for someone to lose their job. There's one other thing I really want to touch on, and that's Duck World. Because I feel like it catches the big problem of this movie, which is Howard is essentially a humanoid duck. There's nothing different about him. I mentioned earlier that he was a straight man in a straight world, so, if he comes from a world that is the same as ours, but they're ducks, what's the point of this movie? Yeah, I mean, he, he may as well have just been a human. I guess people wouldn't have freaked out over him so much, but... Which, I did appreciate those. Yeah, and granted, in the comic, 
like, nearly everybody who sees him says, Hey, you're a talking duck. Yeah. Like, even just in passing. But also, those people are crazy. Yeah, that's true. In this movie, nobody's crazy. They try that a bit with uh, Jones' character when he's starting to turn into the Overlord, but they don't do that much with it. Yeah, let's talk about the villains from the comic and why why this fails. Yeah, good. Glad you brought that up. Uh, the the villains in the comic are so cartoonishly. For example, like the first one of the first villains you run across is you know mentioned the Turnip Man. That is a a cosmic radioactive turnip, like sentient turnip, that mind melds with this random dude who stumbles on it. Uh, I believe it's one of Beverly's friends. Yes. You know, there's there's a whole sequence where they're talking like psychically and say, "Okay, I, I'm bored with the mysteries of the cosmos and want to experience a human body, and you are bored with your human body and want to experience the cosmos. Let's do a mind meld." And it's just this really ridiculous thing where he just goes around and he's he's a turnip that basically tries to take over the world. And this guy's basically battling a turnip in his mind. And uh, it's it's really silly. Very much a parody of the kinds of villains that you were seeing in the Marvel Universe at that moment. Right. Like, just the fringe ones that really, that they introduced for, like, an issue and that were never heard from again because they're so damn silly. Well, I'm not sure if this uh, story predated... I think it actually predates the Korvac saga, but I was reminded of that. What's that? Uh, it's a saga about a cosmic being that turns human. Marvel did a lot of those cosmic beings that turn human and possess people. I mean, they did a lot of that stuff. Because again, the comics were frequently referencing what was going on in the Marvel Universe at that moment. You know, in that world, there was the opening issue as a parody of uh, Barbarian comics, which... Marvel had the Conan license, and really, the reason that we know Conan the Barbarian in the popular culture today is because of the comic books. Very little of what we know in the Conan mythos comes from the Robert E. Howard stuff. It's much more from the Marvel Universe. So, yeah, uh, to the point where, like, the character of Red Sonja is, who got her own movie made, is actually more of a comic book character. There was, like, a character by that name, but... Not I didn't know those were related. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, again, it was a reference to something that was going on in the comics at that moment. You know, I mean, you mentioned the other villains. Uh, there's Woozy Winks, the sleepwalking artist who takes out his rage on society while he's asleep. Yeah, through through vigilantism. That was brilliant. Oh, that, that issue is great. Uh, that issue really got some laughs out of me. Especially because it's commenting on the art world of the 70s. It's commenting on critics. It's and that was a direct slam by uh, Steve Gerber at uh, a critic who had attacked him for doing an issue of the uh, Kiss comic book. So he he intended that as a slam. Although he actually had the character drawn to resemble himself. Hmm, that's interesting. So yeah, a bit of take that me as well. Yeah. The uh, I think the one that got the biggest laugh out of me was you know when they go to the to the creepy house. The villagers of the town are all like attack them every night, every day. And they're like, oh, it's it's an angry mob, but updated. Like they have a wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of things like that. It's like, oh, I don't know why they go after me. You know, all I have is this easy bake oven, and it looks like it looks like a Frankenstein 
thing. There's even a thing lying under a blanket on a table. Mm-hmm. Like it runs on D batteries. Like it's a gingerbread man. It's other. She throws a switch. It comes to life. That's all kinds of genius. And and that was again that was a reference to the horror comics that you were seeing in the seventies. House of Secrets uh, at DC. Hmm. Again, th- this was satire. This was very barbed satire. Yeah. Later on in the series, you encounter Doctor Bong. Another <laughs> critic. Um, actually, it was, oh boy. actually, I take that back. It wasn't the earlier. It was uh, Doctor Bong who was a critic, so he was the one who was really the uh, satire thrown out at uh, that guy. But yeah, you know, you had this villain who was a uh, a critic who could remake reality to how he saw fit, and uh, he had a bell shaped head, a parody of Doctor Fate in DC. You're going to encounter a vampire cow if you keep reading, or a demonic cow, something like that. <laughs> That's going to be fun. You have the kidney lady, who is a recurring villain. Yeah, I was gonna, I was just going to mention, I'm eager to see where they go with that. They go somewhere. Because she's, she's appeared twice now, as far as I've read. She's just this wonderfully bizarre, deranged case of a woman who's always ranting about people trying to steal her kidneys. You'll encounter a... Not a villain, but a, a psychic who's very, who very much feels like a, a let's riff on the exorcist and things like that. It's it's really interesting stuff, and it's very cartoonish. You have the cosmic accountant, Pro Rata, who is <laughs> in, in the, the first, first one, yeah. who is trying to seek the ultimate balance, which again feels like a reference to uh, Dark Side seeking the anti life equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these things that are thrown out that are clearly like, okay, this is referencing what's going on. Right. And the movie gets none of that. No. Like, yeah, they they don't understand the concept of what makes a Howard the Duck villain a Howard the Duck villain. You know, this is why I hope there's a remake, because, you know, they, they the remake now could make fun of Thor, like the movie version of Thor, and, uh, and or Iron Man, and or any... Any of those, without, yeah. of course, without making it feel like, again, the I've forgotten their names already. I only remember Friedberg and Seltzer. Friedberg and Seltzer, yeah. Without making it feel like that. Just making it like a thinly veiled parody. Well, if they did it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they wouldn't even have to do thinly veiled. They could go outright. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I really hope that Guardians of the Galaxy does well. After Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, let's, as the film room, start a petition to remake Howard the Duck. I'd love to see it. From what it sounds like, Guardians of the Galaxy, from everything I'm hearing, sounds like this kind of thing done right. Now, obviously I'm expecting it to be somewhat serious, but it comes from a guy who guys start with trauma. Uh, James Gunn is the director on that. And it sounds like they're very much playing it with the tongue-in-cheek. Um, I mean, for God's sake, Chris Pratt is the uh, epic action hero here, okay? Perfect. And I love Pratt. I'm a big fan of his work. It sounds like it's going to be something out there, something outlandish, something funny. It's got to be better that uh, this is just, this movie is just, it sounds like they're doing it right. From what I read about the Comic-Con teaser, it sounds hilarious. Also, that's going to have a raccoon and a living plant on the team. Oh, man. Yeah. Why not even make Howard one of the Guardians? I don't know what the rights yeah. are, but make him one of the Guardians. Yeah, and that is the other issue. I uh, don't know exactly where 
the rights lie with Marvel right now. Like, the movie right. I'd have to think they've lapsed back. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would hope so. Um, I know that they've used Howard in the Ultimate Spider-Man series. Oh, really? Yeah, just a brief one-shot cameo, but he's in it. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I want to address one other thing. The Quack-Foo thing. In the issue that they deal with that, that's a direct reference to the fact that Kung Fu comics were big at Marvel at that point. Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu, who is still very much present in the Marvel Universe, was just uh, the subject of a very key arc of Secret Avengers. Good character. Marvel still does uh, characters like that. Iron Fist remains a major character. They're great comics. Those are comics I recommend people read. My god. They, in, in the comic, the whole joke is that this whole kung fu trend is dangerous and stupid and just <laughs> destroys it. So when Howard learns quack foo, it's a parody of this. In the movie, it's not played as a joke. Just the pun. That's it. And that that issue is very wordy. It is. It is. Like they use they use tons of huge words in that one, and I that felt like a uh, parody of how those would like. I've never actually read a kung fu comic, but I it felt like a parody of yeah. Like, it, it, am I right on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I don't even know what to make of this comic because or this movie because talking about the comic, you see so many opportunities that they got right. And the comic only gets weirder and weirder as it goes on. If I if I have a point to this cast, and this is really the reason I wanted to do this in the first place, is that I want to get people aware of the comic. Currently, the essential Howard the Duck is out of print. Yeah, that is a problem. It's worth trying to find. It's worth seeking out. The 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 it's it's important to note the character was really popular in the seventies too. We need to make this clear: the character was huge in the 70s. He had a newspaper strip, which I've read a bit of. It's pretty good. He had a magazine, which was actually one of the big reasons that Steve Gerber wound up leaving Marvel, was that he was told nobody can write Howard but you, and then they had someone write him other than Gerber. Which I should note, the magazine stories are still pretty good. They're not up to the standards of Gerber's writing because Gerber, I'm just going to say it right now, Steve Gerber was Marvel's Alan Moore. Period. He was Marvel's version of Alan Moore. I wish he was seen more in that light. I, I think he is. I think he stands toe to toe with Alan Moore in terms of what he was doing. Not in the fact that uh, he's reclusive or. Well, Gerber's dead now, sadly. He passed away. Oh, oh, that sucks. But I mean, in the sense that he was doing things with the medium that nobody else was doing. Well, again, more aside. He was reinventing. He was playing with it. Right. I'd, I'd like to see him see more in that light. He does have a very ardent fan base, of course. Obviously, people like myself wouldn't be out there if he didn't. But, man, I hope people seek out comics. I mean, as I said, he was really popular in the 70s. And I really believe the reason that he's not as popular today is this movie, completely. I was saying before I read the comic, you know, there's the movie probably killed uh, any chance of it being remade. I don't know. If they, like, seriously revisit it, and it'd be a risk because the movie is, is out there and uh, kind of destroyed their reputation. But, you know, if they, if they took a risk, I think they could, they could make a really good film. With I will I'll say this right now. Point blank. If I had a chance to write any Marvel Comics character today, I would write Howard. Yeah, I think you'd be good at that, too. Mainly because, first of all, everybody who's writing the major Marvel titles right now is just killing it. I mean, I, there's nobody that I would go in and replace, but mainly because I would like to see the character get some prominence, and I, I'd do it. 
I'd do it. That said, I do want to briefly touch on the other people that have written Howard um, after Gerber, because he said no, nobody else could write him. Yeah, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, I, I want to take a moment to praise the... The character has shown up here and there. He's made some appearances. He showed up in uh, the sensational She-Hulk in the 80s, actually written by Gerber. Gerber does not take those appearances as canon. I don't really care. The, those comics are good. The Sensational She-Hulk is a brilliant series, which I recommend people read anyway. It's, it's very fourth wall breaking, and it did the same stuff. Uh, John Byrne wrote most of those, with Gerber doing some, a lot of different writers worked on it. That's a good series. Most recently, there was a uh, 2000, I want to say 2007-2008 miniseries, Media Duckling, which has been in a lot of bargain bins. I've seen it in a lot of bargain bins. It's good. It's really good. Ty Templeton was the writer on it, and it got the spirit right. It was very satirical. It was very much of its moment. It's probably going to date horribly, but that's fine. That's good. That's good. I recommend that. And he's shown up here and there. There was a one-shot with uh, retaining him with Spider-Man. That was hilarious. Uh, back in Quack. Uh, that can be found in the Spider-Man Animal Magnetism trade. And that's good. That's good. That's that's out there, and I recommend that. Yeah, you can find, you can find some other stories. And if you look hard enough, you can you can even find the original comics. We're not endorsing that you look no. in certain areas, but you can find them. Yeah. Keep your eyes open. Hit up your comic shops. Look it up. This, oh god, yeah. I just I really want to get the point across. This material is great, and. Marvel should be treating it as their Watchmen, as their Saga of Swampland. Actually, they're, they probably treat Squadron Supreme as their Watchmen, and they're probably not wrong about that. That's I'll just put in a plug for that. But they should be treating Howard the Duck as their Saga of Swampland, their out-there fringe comic that they had that was just brilliant. I, I mentioned the Marvel Max series. That was very much Steve Gerber going after Alan Moore. That miniseries is was written by Gerber. That was his final time to touch the character. It's easier to get your hands on just because it's more recent, and it's brilliant. It's it's sheer unfettered brilliance. I recommend it highly. Um, it is mature. There's there's nudity in it. There's swearing, but it's great, and I recommend that. Um, it's a true update of the character. As I said, Gerber passed away a few years ago, but I, I recommend. I, I recommend seeking his work out. Yeah, definitely. Looks like we're just about to the wrap-up point. I think so. Next time, uh, we are going to, I believe, talk about Edgar Wright. Yeah. Yeah. That is the plan. I know I've refreshed myself on all his works, all his directorial works. I still need to rewatch Scott Pilgrim, but it's going to be it's going to be released a day ahead of the last film in the Cornetto trilogy, Blood and Ice Cream trilogy, uh, The World's End. And it's looking like Wright's going to have be uh, starting on his next film pretty quickly too. I see. Sweet Ant Man. Ant Man, yeah, he's finally going to move forward on Ant Man. Going to be awesome. Like he was talking about doing that before he even did Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so that's looking like that's going to start moving forward uh, in time for November 2015. So. Yes, it's going to be awesome. But yeah, that's going to be a fun cast. Edgar Wright is one of my favorite directors ever. Same here. And uh, yeah, let's let's do the thing. You can email us at filmroompodcast at gmail.com. You can... Twitter us at at filmroomcast. Our personal Twitters, you are at untitled user. 
I am at Primitive Man PRD. Like us on Facebook. It's simply facebook.com slash the film room. Our Twitter and Facebooks, we update constantly uh, with movie news, movie commentary, blah, 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 blah. It's up on the next cast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, so, yeah, look at Power of the Duck. You know, go nuts on that. And uh, it's it's really worth seeking out. Like, it really is. You will not regret it's funny. It, it's it's funny. It's hilarious. And you know, if if you like if you like the movie, you know, cheers to you. I, I as I said, I know a lot of people that really, even more so than Space Jam, I was surprised by how many people <laughs> really had affection for this movie. You know what? Good on you if you do. But for me, I just this is a bridge that I just no. I, I'm with I'm with the haters is what it comes down to. This movie is better than Space Jam. It tries. It's better than Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah, even I'm going to go with you there. Yeah. Like, I mean, even I'm going to go with you there because, as I said, it's ambitious. At first, it's ambitious, at least. Special effects are better. It's ambitious. Uh, and uh, it had a few times when I genuinely laughed at it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with you there. It's better than Space Jam easily. But, you know, st- still don't like it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more of a fascinating failure than it is anything else. Yeah, no, no. Howard was at least... An interesting, ambitious failure that just—it it didn't work. But well, at least at least it was interesting. Yeah, I'm glad we got this down. Yeah, uh, this need this needed to be said. Well, I'm Austin Shin. I'm Alan Wolfsfall. Later. Later. anyway. No, they were all ducks.